Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Yo, yo! Yo, Joe! Hey, diddly, hey, hey, hey. It's me, the Chief, joined by you. You are... Just checking that cast is recording. Christopher McLeod, a.k.a. Diagnostic 18. I pressed, I pressed record this time. Yo, yo. I yes. pressed record. Good to go, my man. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, well, I thought it was going to be a debacle-free show, but uh, yo, not yo. so, because I... Of course I, not, of course I, not. You, you will have seen already, and I will post this up online, but as I was going up into the loft, I spilt my snacks. My snack bag released its um, openings, and all my oh. snacks fell all over the floor. So I quickly yo, scooped yo, them all yo. back up, kind yo, of like five minute car- rule. carpet fibres and all, into oh, the packet. That. So oh, uh, let's see how that goes in a minute. I can't we get wait to that for that. Segment. Um, but how you been? Good man, yes, thank you very much. Uh, just uh, being bombarded with G.I. Joe new- news at the moment, so the full force is at full force. Yeah. But yeah, other, other than that, doing doing all right. My wife and I are actually moving to, from, yes. an, from one part of the country to another. Uh, I won't get into the details as yet, but we will be... Because you don't want stalkers. Yeah, yeah, or snake eyes, or yep. rock and roll, <laughs> or gung-ho. Yeah. Um, no, I do, uh, yeah, basically... That's quite a funny one for you, actually. Yeah, carry on. Thanks, thanks. What do you mean, for me? <laughs> that's, 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 that's really, that's problematic. No, um, so yeah, I have... So there's a lot, you know, a lot kind of... It's, it's a big shift in the life, so that's next month we have to do that. So, uh, yeah, preparing for that kind of uh, eventuality. Um, but, yeah, other than that, everything's going well. Uh, just got back from the UK, of course. But then again, we did all this talk for the uh, the last episode, didn't we? So, yeah, Correct. I am. we've met. We've done all that good stuff. How are you, my good man? Yes, not bad, not bad. I, what have I been up to this last week? I watched only half of the two championship games in the NFL. I watched the first half of Kansas versus Tennessee. My goodness, um, my had, goodness. Had some, had some cash money victories on Kansas and then gave it all back because I was back to Green Bay for the next one. But Mate, yeah, that was one hell of a game. I mean, the previous one, which we discussed after the show, which which brought up some amazing points, by the way. Yeah. So one, I asked you like what you thought of that incredible Houston Texans-Kansas City game, which finished yes. 51-31 Correct. and was what the biggest comeback in NFL history or yep. playoff history. And I, and I was like, you know, what? How did you did you enjoy that match? And you're kind of like, no, yeah, no, no. I hate points. I hate points. So <laughs> my ideal NFL match is something like fourteen ten. I'll well, stretch surely, to like maybe surely it's three stretch, nil. Surely, stretch, oh yeah, that, that's like perfection. Game. I remember watching a game a few years back. I think it was Pitts. I want to say Pittsburgh, Miami. I could be wrong. And it ended up. I think that was a three niler because it was like uh, it was so. The, the pitch had turned into bog but um yeah no i like a, i like a good 21 10 is is a good good kind of scoreline for me but um yeah i like so you're hating the kansas city chiefs game. at the moment then basically well uh, titans would have been my favored team 
to win the Super Bowl based you're, on but your running name game. is Chief. For oh yeah, goodness yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I do like the Chiefs, and Mahomes is. I think you, you messaged me saying he is full on cheat code. He's a literal cheat code. He yeah. does stuff that no man, you know, it's like Lamar Jackson. He does stuff that no man should be able to do. You ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. In a field of battle, but um, incredible. Um, yeah. Quickly, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? I looked at the betting, and it is uh, KC are odds on, aren't they? KC are, yeah. I think they're like a one-point favourite with the bookies, which is one of the closest. To, or if I can't remember the last time, it was almost a pick'em style I game. I do but, have, I do have a feeling though that they may falter in the Super Bowl itself. Interesting. Just, just because, like, it, it, I don't even feel like San Francisco are that much of an underdog. They're pretty good themselves as a team, you know. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. it's I I think it's going to be a tough one. I think, you know, logically, Kansas City will probably edge it, um, yeah. but they're they're going to have to play tight early on and not to keep doing this thing where they take like a whole quarter to get going. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think for me, game is on the line in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I want Mahomes one hundred times out of a hundred rather than Jimmy Garoppolo. True. So if it's tight True. going into the fourth, Kansas, if San Francisco can get, you know, a lead or although we've seen Kansas come back from deficits in the last two games. So I don't really know. It's hard how to it's San hard Francisco to call. win, but yeah, it's hard but, to call. You know, yeah, should be interesting. I, uh, by the way, I have to just rush off quickly because I'm I'm ooh. currently cooking my snack for the show. Snack, snack, snack attacker. Chief and Chris, like on solo and Chewbacca. Traveling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Snack, snack, attacker. Ah, okay. Is that a good segue? Yeah, you do it. I'll, I'll fill. I'll fill. So you fill, uh, fill. I'll, I'll fill. I'll McCracken. be Ross Kemp. Yeah. Um. So he's gone off to get a snack that he's cooking. So what could it be, ladies and gentlemen? I don't even know. This is news to me because uh, every, like every other normal man, I would buy my snacks. But I'm saying he's gone for a. Cheese straws, maybe fake cheese straws, or some kind of uh, pie, maybe I don't know. Or if what, what do you do? Sweet treats, uh, brownies, so maybe fake dairy brownies, some cookies, maybe. Mm, interesting. Um, what else could he have gone? Snack. I was going to say maybe like a like a sandwich, which we'll talk about more later on in the show. But could he have made like a Fake bacon sandwich, not really a snack, is it? Well, it is a snack, actually. I guess I would have a bacon sandwich for a snack. Oh, well, I, 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 the, the man has stumped me. The man has stumped Scooby Snacks. I don't know. It, where, what's he? Where's his kitchen? Where's his? Where's his oven? Is it like you know, in the next town across? Because he's been gone a long time. I'm back. Or has he actually burnt his fingers? And he, oh no, he's not. He's there. Oh, I have actually burnt the tip of my my one finger uh, yeah, like an idiot. It. Called it. Absolute uh, douche. Sweet treats or savoury treats. You know what? I've done a stupid thing, but no, it's cool. I've got a picture of it. I took a picture for a change. Yeah, it's a savoury treat. Yes, and it and is. And have we done, I suppose we've done the uh, intro for this one already. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so got? I've got Morningstar Farms 100% plant protein, veggie classics, corn dogs. Now, exactly. this is not, this is not now, a thing. Now, don't mm. listen back to where you were out getting them, but that's exactly what I said. You're lying, aren't you? Um, don't listen back. I said corn dogs. I said he's got corn dogs. Bullshit. I, um... 
<laughs> that's amazing if you did call that but um effectively corn dogs are a real american thing where it's just like a you know like a hot dog covered in some weird stuff and then i suppose so is it kind of- yeah because I, I i you know have consumed a lot of u.s uh, media in my time and you hear the references to corn dogs a lot but still to this day i i don't know what an actual corn you're saying a corn dog is a hot dog yes it's a hot dog covered in maize flour batter fried and served on a stick jeepers have you ever seen that episode of the fresh prince where ashley's working in uh dipping dogs or whatever it's called okay now what's our motto i represent tiffany doodah the best doggone dog dipping restaurant in the world very good now i assume you've read the manual yes good dip a dog more than likely but my chance of remembering that no that's what they're that's basically the only time i ever really knew what they were um in actual fact there's uh, in the bumblebee movie i'm pretty sure Haley Steinfeld works in a kind of, you know, corn dog type scenario. In any got case, it. I've got them. They're hotter than the sun, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and bust one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you put this into like a bun or? Oh no, so you're putting it on a stick? No, they're on stick. They're already on sticks. They come okay. basically already. Wait prepared, a minute, wait a minute. I thought you were making. Well, I thought you were making snacks. What you did is you bought something and just cooked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I bought some and then put them in the oven for 20 minutes. That's Got it. all I did. Got it, okay. Uh, I thought yeah. you were making them from scratch. No, God, no. I'm not that. No. I'm, that's what my wife does. I'm Got nowhere it. near that level of patient. Get her on the show for a snack for the show. I've actually dipped it in Thousand Island as well, which is a vegan Thousand Island I have. I think that might be just and vegan. Wait a minute, anyway. wait a minute, wait a minute. Thousand Island is effectively ketchup and mayo mixed together? Uh, no, that's... Okay, got that uh, wrong. That's, that's in the, I, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's in it, um, but it's, I think I'm it's, just making stuff up. Yeah, I think you are. I think you're just making yeah. it up. I'm going to bite into it. So it's going to be hot as well. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably scream. Yeah, please do. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, doggish, that, cornish. That's really nice. That's that's better than I was expecting. In all honesty. Oh, God, that's good. I like good. that a lot. Oh all yeah, right. really like like the texture of the outside is kind of crispy but then there's a softness to like the batter inside or like the whatever it is the maize flour that has been yep. battered and then the hot dogs oh man the hot dog tastes amazing you wouldn't know good right i'm having mm. my snack now because you're making me hungry what's yours i got a bag of uh what is it i don't know uh, i was just looking for grammage i mean 128 grams uh this is sea salt and pepper nuts and veggies mm. uh, veggie protein power sea salt and black pepper cashews roasted and imame beans and spicy chickpeas awesome can i open this up well we already know behind the behind the curtain we already know it's open because i spilled it down the stairs earlier <laughs> right let's get one of each there's a cashew Going in my gob. I love cashews. I love cat shoes. Oh man, they got a bit of bit of poke to them. Really? Oh, a bit zingy, yeah. Now, what's this? Edamame and this has turned into an ASMR thing, hasn't it? Spicy, spicy. What did I say? Chickpeas, yeah. Oh, oh, mate, I got to take a picture of that. I pulled that out of the bag. Pulled that out of the bag. <laughs> and it was just. I don't want to eat that. There's a big lump of carpet fur. Right. Okay, I'll take that out of the sign then. Oh, yeah, very, I'm going to say very nice. Very nice snacks there. We had a bit stuff. of feedback. People seem to like your uh, chocolate penguins better than my roasted crickets last week. <laughs> well, that was a no-brainer, I think. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Although Stephen um, likes a bit of protein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
shout out to G.I. Joe Berg. Yep, yep. Good lad, good lad. There'll be more snacks next week because that's a segment on the show that is oh, I'm now... I'm so glad it's snacks now because there's so much more stuff in the house than there, yeah. than there is beverages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing I have been doing, though, is reading some more G.I. Joe comics. So it's Liars. probably time that we have some comic talk. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them whoa. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them whoa. Right, last week we just did the 155.5. If you haven't listened to it, go back and check that out. So, and I kind of said we're going to do two or three issues going forward. And what I think we're going to do here is just do two issues, aren't we? 156 yeah. and 157. Yeah, the first two kind of bleed into each other very closely. So it's almost like reading one big comic. Yeah. There, there's always going to be like that connection, obviously, with each issue. But um, I feel like one the, fifth, the first two have got a good strong connection here. So this is Larry Harmer scripting. Um, Augustine Hold, hold your fine two seconds. Sorry, mate. I'll be right back. Phoebe needs to go outside. Perfect timing. Apologies. Phoebe needs to go outside. Be right back. Phoebe is the dog i think one of the dogs um phoebe i'm going to suggest needs a wee or a poo uh maybe chris can elucidate on that when he returns um meanwhile i am going to have some more snacks uh, from here hopefully not too much carpet in the next lot uh maybe i'll cook something next week he's cooked up corn dogs maybe i should cook us if you think the chief should cook up a snack for next week write in and let us know um, you can get us on Twitter at Talking underscore Joe. You can get us on the Instagram, Talking Joe Comics, or Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let us know. I'll, I'll cook up something nice. Maybe he's surprised for Chris. Um, he won't know. Oh, well, he will because he edits this show, so he'll listen to this whole bit that I'm saying right now. So I'm not really sure about that. So, yeah, uh, writing, written by Larry Harmer. Uh, Augustine Padilla is on arts. Jay Brown's on colours. Robbie Robbins is on letters. And I've got these in the custom bind, 156. I've got the cover, the Rod Wiggum cover, which is Snake Eyes holding a big sword over some red ninjas. It looks like a uh, Sinbad the Sailor, kind of cutlass. And he's, there's a burning wreck behind him. The other covers that you could have got were, cover A was by Augustine Padilla. That's actually quite a nice one. It's got the American flag kind of draping down over a wanted for treason poster of the Joes. And there's a couple of Cobra troopers in the foreground. And there was also a retail incentive cover, which is actually a black and white sketch by Larry Harmer. And it's kind of a, a prelim for that, that cover A wanted for treason poster. So uh, I'll, I'll see if I can stick those up on the socials. Have a look at those. Um, this issue came out in July 2010, for those keeping notes. So we're, we're, nearly, we're nearly kind of 10 years into where this... Uh, series got picked up again which is quite amazing to me because you know I, I kind of see it as being maybe five or six years ago but almost 10 years since this this got picked up which is amazing to me just going back to the Super Bowl quickly I'm not sure San Francisco are going to be able to establish the run to quite the level they did against Green Bay I mean 220 yards your man uh, what's his name Mostat for San Francisco got if you look at Kansas City they're not the best defense but they limited Derek Henry to 69 yards on 19 carries in that game yesterday because we're recording on the Monday. Um, and, you know, he was getting 180 yards per game, uh, Henry. So if Kansas can do what they did there against San Francisco, I really don't think San Francisco got the firepower. Got good receivers. Killed George Sorry Kittles, about that. It was amazing. Apologies. Carry um, on. But, but I don't think they're going to... If they can clamp down on the running game like they did against Tennessee, I think that San Francisco <laughs> will be in trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. you agree? Yep. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've done all the uh, credits for this issue, and I've talked okay, about cool. the cover. Um, cool. The cover I've got is the Rod Wiggum one, which is, is that Snake the... Eyes oh. holding holding the Sinbad Cutlass. Yeah, it's kind of crazy and all right. I think yeah. I prefer the one where it's the two Cobra Troopers yep. in front of the Wanted for Treason yep. sign and the flat, the American flag flapping in the background. Yep. And then 157, because we're covering that as well, I've got the Rod Wiggum cover again, which is a his tank with two Cobra Troopers in the foreground. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And yeah. the other one, the, the regular cover was... The rock and roll one. Rock and roll, leaning out by Augustin Padilla, leaning out of the side of the Cobra uh, police car. And then there was the Larry Harmer uh, penciled cover prelims cover as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fairly generic-ish covers, but, you know, not not bad by any means. Totally. So, whereas we saw the previous issue, which was all Cobra-centric, yep. and there were hints that, big picture, Cobra is in bed with the jugglers and are becoming kind of a almost like a government-sanctioned uh, task force or, you know, yeah. um, policing unit. And this carries over into here. And what initially struck me and i was thinking this at the time but then mark said and kind of messaged me and read his, give his thoughts because he'd read the the first six or seven issues and he was like this is so many similarities to what we've already seen you remember that story where joe's were on the run and roadblock had yeah. to rescue it's almost like kind of rehashing that now i don't think in the 10 year or however long when did it get cancelled 94 was it 94 so, and then came back in 2010. Yeah, so in the 16 years that Joe has been away, I don't think Larry has kept up with any Joe comics apart from the few that he did write, you know, the the origins oh, yeah. and, the, and the frontline stuff. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he's forgotten a lot of the stories that he wrote. So yeah. I'm mean, not he's... saying he completely forgot, but it may well be he thought that was a cool storyline. Let's try and take elements of that and kind of reinvigorate it in a new way. So Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, in terms of what the story is about, it does also mirror a lot of media and, and, and even like current events kind of at the time. Um, the fact that you've got, there's, there was like, oh, like a big trend in the kind of mid to like 2000s or whatever the, of, of doing like the the kind of government espionage like the government taken over from the inside and so on and so forth 2009 had already had been and gone and that was the rise of cobra and they were already kind of put in zartan in position for what would be the retaliation sequel and having yeah. like zartan in the in the white house so there's always this kind of like you know infiltration kind of aspect and that was massive around that time as well like really kind of i don't know just like the trend and i think larry was kind of playing up to that a little bit and like you say he may even have had that story in his head thinking that he'd never written it before as well yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. i mean he would say himself that he doesn't does not care about any of the gi joe stuff he never reads any of the comics from other creators he never watches any of the other cartoon any of the other media he just doesn't care and he's very like a brunt abrupt and he's just very kind of clear on that and you know you I, you know i suppose there's, there's an element of honesty in that but um yeah at the same time it kind of cuts him off from a lot of stuff and yeah. he ends up doing stuff that may already have been done as well yeah yeah i mean straight off the bat for me there's quite a lot of interesting points to talk about across these two issues the first that really struck me was the kind of brutal nature of it i mean yeah early on you kind of see Hawk has got some kind of grenade launcher thing, which he just blows a dude up. He's in a, he's in a uh, car That's chase, Duke. isn't he? 
Yeah. Oh, is it Duke? Who did I say? Hawk. Yeah, Hawk's Hawk's kind of like almost doing. He's doing his own thing. He's kind of escaping the government, um, like the Pentagon, That's because right, yeah, and dressed as a Cobra trooper, and he but he does something pretty violent That's himself. It. Like he shoots one of, like he literally shoots a a, a Cobra off, like Cobra trooper in the car yep. to get you know to kind of push him out of the way and yep. and drive the car. So Road, he's doing Roadblock his, does some choppy oh, choppy. Man, he just chops some motherfudges up. So he is he is just cooking up a storm. Some dudes come in to get him because Cobra has is aware that G.I. Joe, although they were disbanded, they're still kind of out there on the scene. So Cobra's dispatched guys to effectively yeah. stop Joe's coming back and stopping Cobra. Yeah, they're taking out the main players, aren't they? Obviously Hawk, Duke, Snake Eyes and Scarlet, Roadblock. It's all of the main kind of crew. Yeah, I mean Stalker's for. shooting guys up with a sniper rifle. Roadblock's chopping guys up with a... With a machete or a, a, a chef's, you know, ch- chopping thing, knife, I guess you'd call that. <laughs> no, what's it called? It's just called a chopper, is it? Like the big square one? Yeah, yeah, just a, just a chopper, I suppose, yeah. His massive, he took him out with his massive chopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they send some ninjas and... Oh, I've got my British colloquialism sorted. <laughs> chopper. They send some ninjas and uh, Cobra Troopers out to take out Snake Eyes. I kind of like that dynamic where the Red Ninjas were working with the Cobra Troopers and the Cobra Troopers say, he ran off that way, let's go and get him. Oh no, sorry, Storm Shadow, isn't it? Sorry, Storm Shadow. You're in the second issue now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm kind of jumping around the shop just talking about interesting bits. But yeah, the... um, and they just let those Cobra Troopers run off to get killed. But that's another thing, is I kind of like the fact that they've brought back that almost original Cobra Trooper look rather than a Viper. Although I thought the Vipers do look cool. I like the fact that they've gone back to the... The, the red kind of face mask kind of thing that old yeah. school look yeah we, they you do see um pretty much all of the the different vipers and troopers and stuff throughout the run so it's it, they they mix that up nicely and, and troopers are always used as your default kind of uh yeah your standard issue kind of grunt but yeah i thought i thought you know this started strongly i thought there's you know quite a bit of characterization especially the you know the characters we know are kind of acting as they yeah. were it's not like he's reinventing Look, it is a continuation, but there's a lot of things that well, I'm sure are new and different. But it's getting the team back together, kind of uh, issues, isn't it? There's very much that like highlighting each of their specialties in all of their uh, sto- small stories. So obviously, Roadblock is cooking and he's a chef, so yeah. it's like you know, they, you know, he takes them out with the knife. Uh, Duke's obviously kind of going around trying to gather everyone up. He's 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 the one that's in the field. Uh, Hawk is the one that's kind of or- orchestrating it all via Duke, yeah, via Duct, and then also you've got like Mainframe who, you know, shows that he's actually a skilled soldier. And he's not just the tech guy, uh, and he kind of gets attacked um, in a you know difficult situation that he's in. He manages to show what he can do. Stalker is a sniper in like the Hindu Kush, so he's kind of still operating as a soldier, probably on some sort of black ops mission. Yeah. Uh, and then you know it, it shows his skills in how he deals with the troopers and then you know snake eyes and scarlet and timber you know they're together but then also shows you what they're capable of and what they're doing the fact that snake eyes takes out a group of red ninjas they don't even know they're dead yeah. yet they're on fire yeah and he, he, set, he sets them on fire and scarlet says it so that we can f- find out where they went because they're leaving this trail of like yeah. fiery debris behind nice. and then timber also takes one of them out which is great as well yeah it's really it's really brutal and 
it's definitely it's not even i don't think going back to those original early or you know the, the 20s to 30s gi joe issues because they were you know nothing overtly silly yeah. okay they are silly all gi joe comics are silly but there's nothing overtly silly in that golden period as i like to call it no but this is a mile away country mile away from yeah. the last 20 or 30 issues of that original marvel run yeah which had gone crazy eco-warrior space and all that kind of jazz, which, you know, has its place. And, you know, most of it I thought was readable at least. But this is really amping up. Gritty. Yeah, gritty is the right word, yeah. Gritty. And I think I'm a big fan (laughs) of um, Augustin Padilla's art here. I I really, really like it. I think it's it's probably, for me, the best art we've seen on on a real American hero book since maybe M.D. Bright back in the late, late 90s early hundreds big shout and also yeah i'd have to agree with that i love uh in the second issue in, in fact is where the art starts to get really ramped up and it's like again it's in the hindu kush and it's stalker's kind of storyline with the cobra sniper yeah and the artwork in that is just gorgeous like every panel is really rich and then we kind of get into cobra and we see the baroness and billy fighting or training uh, yeah. And what's interesting about that is that Dr. Venom's name is being brought up again and, yeah. and Dr. Mindbender's still trying to kind of like, you know, ward, like ward people away from the, the worry of it, you know, being an issue. In actual fact, he realises what the problem is. Venom is in that machine, effectively. Like, yeah. his and, mind is in that machine. And I, I like the fact that in the issue we covered last week, there was no Joes, it was all Cobras. Yes. In issue 156, it's pretty much all Joes with just generic yeah. Cobras. And yeah. it's not until the third kind of issue in that in this arc where, you know, Mindbender, Start mixing uh, Cobra up again, Commander, yeah. Destro, Baroness, the, all the, the yeah the the Cobra the Cobra hierarchy come back in as well as the Joes. So, you know, it's it's that's, that, that was well told. But I'd like to talk about my favourite bit of dialogue in this. Go on. And it's when the police car turns up when Rock and Roll's getting attacked by the Cobra troopers. Yeah. He takes them out with his gun in a in a bag, effectively. Oh yeah. And then once he's kind of like knocked out the the rage, they call it. I mean, it's not. It's kind of like the Steel Crusher from uh, from uh, Rise of Cobra. Okay. Which I well, think... that's the question I've got on my pad. Cobra Rays? Question mark. A team van. Yeah, the Cobra Rage, in actual fact, is a completely different vehicle. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that in toys. But this this one that we're looking at here is definitely a rep, like a very similar looking vehicle to the Steel Crusher APV from Rise of Cobra. Right, that'd be interesting. I'll be interested to know whether Larry Harmer wrote, you know, Cobra Rage, and then Padilla just had the wrong reference, or whether Larry said Cobra Rage, draw it like this. Yeah, it's hard to say. And really, just didn't, yeah. and just didn't care what the toy was like not sure about the details on that but yeah that's a good good point um maybe they were just making something up and alary didn't realize a rage yeah. already existed is another yeah, thing yeah, possible um the sorry your the, favorite line of dialogue yeah, my favorite yeah. line of dialogue there's a couple it's in that whole series saying like i may not be able to uh lock and load this baby when he's talking about his gun yeah but even cased it's still good for a vertical butt stroke yeah. and some heavy duty thrash and bash which i thought yeah. was like, hilarious but my favorite bit is at the bottom of the page where Hawk turns up in the Cobra uh, police car and he's like, yeah. rock and roll. And he says, is that an exclamation or are you calling my name? Yeah. <laughs> Just some random nice. guy shouting rock and roll. Yeah, could it be? Yeah, rock and roll, baby. No, because he probably it's can't Hawk. see it's Hawk at the time either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, I just thought that was really fun. 
Uh, there's also a, a bit, an element in the story which I found quite confusing, and I couldn't really get my, the moral aspect around my Wait head a minute, it. it's normally me that's confused and asking you to explain stuff. Well, it's not really much... Well, I'll, yeah, this is what I'm confused about. So all of a sudden, uh, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Timber, and Duke are on the road. Yep. They haven't changed their gear, so they're concerned about like standing out a little bit. Um, I think Snake Eyes and, and Timber are like, in the boot or something. I don't know where they are. But um, they go past this hiss tank, which has pulled over this truck, which they think is full of like illegal immigrants or whatever. Yes. And then another truck's driving past with a bunch of kind of like your, your gun-toting kind of... Is it of, just rednecks, is it? just Yeah, I guess. But like, you know, the kind of like the, the border wall kind of patrollers who... Right. Are like you know, uh, I suppose doing it not officially, should we say, like okay. vigilantes almost, and they are kind of pissed off because the his tank guys, the guys in the his tank, are like letting them go. Yeah. So why uh, be- would that? Why would why why would Bikova be let doing that? I guess. Well, they, they were just checking them, I guess, to make sure they were. I don't know. They maybe they're looking for the Joes, right? And because they're not the Joes that they just let them go and then the, this this band of guys in this truck take offense to the fact they let them go yeah and start opening fire on on the his tank uh they don't obviously kill anyone but they're just kind of holding them like and saying like yeah you're gonna you're gonna arrest them or whatever oh, anyway yeah, the joes save them yeah the joes turn up and take out these kind of guys with the guns like they use lethal force on on some of them and the rest they kind well, of well you say lethal force Page 18, Snake Eyes has basically stabbed some guy through the top of the head. Yeah. Through the roof of the car. I mean, yeah. and, and Duke shot someone directly in the... Yeah. I mean, he's got a gun yeah. and he's going to shoot them. But, you know, it just seems weird to me that they did that and then uh, let the... And, but then obviously Cobra are a threat. They're, they're the problem as well here. And they just let them, they let them go. And what's surprising to me is obviously because Duke says to them, let's just go on a merry way and pretend nothing ever happened here... The the Cobra Trooper calls it in that there was no no negative no Joes. So I I don't know. I just thought that was an odd turn of events. It didn't need. I don't think it served any purpose. It didn't advance the storyline. And I mean, look again. Like I said on the last episode, I've kind of forgotten pretty much all of this run. So I don't know if that's gonna crop up in the next few issues mm. but i doubt it no it I'm, not, I'm not sure, sure why that's i'm not sure why that was just shoehorned in that bit but i don't know and then we get this kind of weird i don't know this kind of like dr venom is in the brainwave scanner and therefore is in and some yeah, of trying to trying to get him out isn't he yeah and then you've got billy and baroness end up finishing their sparring session where the bill where billy has effectively been saying dr venom quotes the entire time yeah and then they make out which is really odd and, and yeah, Billy looks like, about 50. At least she's not a paedophile, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess, you know, being a ninja probably is, is hard work and wears on your body. But we see <laughs> the couple of instances where we see Storm Shadow, where he's up in the mountain range, he looks absolutely jacked. He is roided to the hills, which I thought it was drawn quite, I quite like. I quite like him kind of beefed up. Yeah, good. yeah. And we also see him on the last page... In a suit. And we see him in a white suit, which is which is kind of a good look for him. Armani, Prada, Versace too. Joe's changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk, look but don't gawk. Changing their kit, whoa, is that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky space suits. Sci-fi stalker and even roadblocks. While Bill, Flint and Mutt gave me a shot. So go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion. Because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion. I like that, yeah. We've only ever seen him in his 
his ninja gear, either the white or the camo or... Do you know what I think that's a, another nod to? Just as the Steel Crusher APV from Rise of Cobra is in there, yeah. I think this is kind of a slight nod to his suit wearing in Rise of Cobra, right. where he does wear an all-white suit uh, in some scenes. Okay, okay. And, you know... Yeah, yeah, possibly. And, and the and red ninja with his red suit on, I love and that. And the red ninja with his red suit and in the passenger seat, or the driver's seat. And, um, you know, he kind of says right at the end, he's checking tyre marks and you know, all that tracking. He's like, Snake Eyes, he was here. We have him now. A bit Darth Vader-ish, but yeah. I have you now. But yeah, I, overall, these, these two issues have given me renewed hope. Hope that this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm digging the scene. And I think I really like the art. I think Karma is kind of tightened up his script in a bit there's a few you know yeah. chunky bits of, of dialogue here and there but you know just harmerisms if you will but that's okay because most of it is intriguing i'm interested to know what's happening with venom and you know the new kind of bad storm shadow and i kind of like this I Billy like the stuff i'm actually interested in this yeah i like how they're reintroducing these characters they're reintroducing maybe new readers to them as well or not reintroducing they're introducing them to new readers as well but also that feeling of that 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 hammer feel that I get from this is where he over kind of does some of the story, but I like that, like where he talks about you know where Duke makes that phone call, uh, coat like you know, um, what does he say? He kind of basically spells out Hawk's name in right. the phonetic alphabet That's to make it. the call. Yeah. He says dial code name Hotel Alpha Whiskey Kilo, yeah. and I was like. That's cool. And then not just that, but then when that is obviously... He knows that that, that line has been compromised, the Televiper obviously kind of picks up on it. Oh, and again, we see that Televiper design that you liked with the red yeah, uh, yeah. and the and the gold and the blue. But then also he then has to make a, a different call on a different number. And Hawk even says... You know, like he says, like it was it like Hotel Alpha Whiskey Kilo X Ray Echo, and he says, oh, at least you you remembered the alternate number as well, and that kind of stuff. And I thought, like, there's loads of extra detail that Hammer puts in there. That I mean, who would have bothered doing that? Do you know what I mean? Usually yeah. they'd have just gone straight through to Hawk, and the Televiper would have picked it up in between. Do you know what I mean? Like that would have been what a normal writer would do. But Larry adds that extra layer of like two pages worth of exposition in there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it's good stuff. It's good. I'm looking forward to you know this concluding arc. I mean, I don't know where this arc finishes, so I guess we're not yo-jo in this just yet because we've probably got at least another two or three issues yeah, to like go. Hundred and something issues to go, mate. Yeah, I mean, we'll try and find a natural. If we can find a natural end point to a story arc, then at that point we'll give it a yo-joage. I would imagine a Real American Hero Volume One will be the. Uh... <laughs> will be the story arc and how many one. issues is that i don't know oh fudge knows we'll mate. find out it's, it's not a problem but effectively we're not going to yojo this right now so again to the readers maybe read i think we're probably looking at two issues per pod so but just to be safe read three just in case we we we, we go fancy pants and and do an extra one on you but um yeah do that but that's enough comic talk because now we want to hear about toy talk chris talks about toys ho ho chris talks about gi joe he talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show chris talks about toys chris talks about toys chris talks about toys 
Chris talks about toys. On this week's show, I'll be talking about... Oh, no, it's not me, it's you. Could you it? imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> um, yeah, so I was kind of... Again, this is... It's one of those things where we're looking at the modern comics and I kind of wanted to look at the modern toys. And even though the Steel Crusher would have been a good one to talk about because, you know, we've talked about it loads already. And even Storm Shadow in his suit would have been cool. I was kind of thinking, you know, around the time 2010 like what was actually happening in the modern G.I. Joe toy universe. And there was quite a lot going on. I mean, Rise of Cobra had just been out, as I said, huge run of toys. The following year, 2010, we got a follow-up to the Rise of Cobra called Pursuit of Cobra. And many Joe toy fans will tell you this is kind of like the the pinnacle of modern action figure for G.I. Joe's. Uh, you know, th- this was the point at which it it kind of hit a, a ceiling and could not get any better in terms of like the quality of design, the articulation, the accessories, the the choice of characters, the new characters they were introducing, the old ones they were redesigning and redoing. Pursuit of Cobra is effectively a modern update of what some of your favourite classic figures would like look like in a, in a military sense kind of today or in the future. So there's like this really, I know there's a really cool vibe about it. Who, who were these produced by? Hasbro. Oh, Hasbro. So Hasbro obviously did the Rise of Cobra line as well. Right, yeah. And a lot of the things they'd learned from doing that was this kind of more... Like, they'd come off, like, the 25th anniversary, then Rise of Cobra, then Pursuit of Cobra. So there was this, like, improvement in the way that these four-inch modern figures were being developed and created. And, And by the time we hit Pursuit of Cobra, like I said, it was, like, this pinnacle of really good quality stuff. The what I really liked about it was, like I said, the modernizing of these figures. And one that stood out for me early on, actually in the second wave, uh, was the Jungle Viper. Wicked, wicked, jungle is massive. Now this would be obviously Jungle Viper version three at this stage, uh, according to Yojo. There'd been um, one in two thousand five as well, uh, but the two thousand and ten one was just unbelievably cool. So. They redesigned so many different things, including this. They made this incredible, like, futuristic ghillie suit for him, which was basically clipped onto different parts of the body. And you could kind of, like, move it around, and it was like a giant digital tree. It's really, like, the only thing I can describe it as. It's mental. I loved it. And obviously he had his, you know, ridiculous visor goggle, uh, that you know, that kind of, like, monocular type thing which is just amazing. They had so many accessories in the Rise of Co- in the Pursuit of Cobra toy line to the point where it was probably not f- like practical functional or profitable <laughs> by Hasbro. But these figures like when you when you got them on card, the weight of them based on the amount of accessories they came with was insane. And obviously the Jungle Viper, they do him like this this long range kind of ridiculous sniper. And the rifle he has is huge. Like, it's just ridiculous. But I can't really... You know, I'm not going to go into much description. I'll just... We'll, obviously, we'll post images on the Twitter yep. page. But a green and black deco. That when you strip him down, he's like like just a very standard generic trooper with these, like, sticky-out ports on his arms. But then when you kind of gear him up, that's where he's at his absolute best, an absolute beauty of a figure. And... Also, another thing about the about this was the packaging was really cool as well. I really liked the kind of modern packaging. The G.I. Joe logo had this kind of really cool, like the, like the original G1 Transformers reflective chrome effect uh, running through it. Um, and also the, the artwork was sensational. Uh, a lot of different art, very photorealistic kind of stuff. 
and it's just some absolutely beautiful stuff going on. The file card itself, I'll it, you know, they they kept going with the file cards, although they weren't as in depth as the previous ones were, and you could argue weren't as cool because obviously Larry did a lot of those, and they were just so full of storyline and personality. Yep. So the Jungle Viper uh, number. 1013 or 10 uh, 1013 that, that relates to the action figure i believe jungle vipers are cobra troopers with special training as silent marksmen their opti camo ghillie suits have digitized camouflage blades which make them disappear from any detection devices they also use multi-visual imaging systems that give them wide visual displays of surrounding territory mission equipment skulker js high-powered jungle series marksman rifle and there's another bit of information on that says 7868JU. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's in jungle. Is that what it's short for? But anyway, uh, that is effectively the Jungle Viper version 3 from 2010's Pursuit of Cobra line. Hello. Hi. You still there? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened. You just stopped. Yeah, I finished the, the thing. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I said that's the Jungle Viper da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And okay. then I was waiting for you to come in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Toy Talk for this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, what, what more did you need? Did you I need don't know. more information? I don't know. I was away with the fairies, obviously. Okay, good. I thought that was I thought it was going on for ages then as well, and clearly it wasn't. <laughs> um no, it's good stuff. It's uh, it's interesting to well, it's all interesting because outside of the first couple of years of actual G.I. Joe toys, uh, I'm clueless, but this is even going into realms that I didn't even know existed. So, exactly an education for the chief. More toys next week and more British colloquialisms next week after we do this week's British colloquialisms, <laughs> aka over egg in the pudding. We got a pudding, we're gonna egg it. We got a pudding, we're gonna over egg it. We got a pudding. We got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialism. This was um on a what did i see this it was on a tv show it was on some british tv i can't even remember what it was but anyway the guy said oh look he's come a cropper <laughs> that rhymes with my one it does yeah yeah uh he's come a cropper and coming i think it was someone who fell off his bike or something like that so yeah he's come a cropper meaning uh, uh a misfortune has happened to him normally falling off something i would say is that about fair do you think falling yeah. off something yeah or crashing yeah, something. Yeah, coming kind of a cropper is just yeah, like you like you say, like you know, just not doing something successfully. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Your one you picked up earlier from this uh, issue of GI Joe. And guess what? I'm not going to use it. Okay. I, I have actually one that I don't like that I want to use now, and we obviously we band around the term, and I'm only, the only comes comes to mind because I was thinking of Larry Hammer when we were talking about the last, you know, that last comic. And how he, you know, he's referred to as a legend, and how in the past he's joked saying that legends are dead. I'm still alive. He has yeah. said that before a few times. I thought it was really funny, but you know, we kind of ban that term around quite a lot. And one of the British colloquialisms that used to happen a lot when I was, well, I used to hear it loads when I was a teacher yeah. at a music college. They would, the kids would call each other like ledge, and ledge. I would hate it i don't know why it just just rubbed me the wrong way on a Next. massive level yeah. and obviously it's just a you know an exaggerated slang term for someone that they like or someone cool or someone famous they're ledge. a ledge I, I there was a similar one that went around my kind of school it was ledge or instead of saying legend people would say legend legend that's, my dad always says legend yeah in fact when the movie that's legend a bit daddy, came out yeah when the movie legend came out that's my dad would only refer to it as legend yeah <laughs> 
He's a good ledge. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, good stuff. There'll be, more, there'll be more of that next week. Now then, if you were with us last week, and if you weren't, why not? Yeah, what the f***, guys? You'll know that I no longer ask Chris a question. That's not because I've asked him all the questions there are in the world. It or, feels like it. Though. Or I'm unhappy with his answers. It's because now we do this thing. Listeners, answer a question. Listeners, answer a question. Posed by us, just for you. Listeners, answer a question. So, we posed the question uh, on the socials, question, if you will, of, um, you know, you, you want to make a sandwich, um, but you haven't got that many ingredients in your cupboard. You can only use, there's one bread you can pick, and you can pick three fillings, and condiments slash sauces do count as fillings. And uh, what did people come up with? Well, a quick bit of analysis I've done, if I can read my writing. The first thing that struck me was the amount of different breads. Now, people were picking pitters, sourdoughs, rye breads, wheat, French toast, Texas toast. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. Focaccia, flour tortilla, sourdough, ciabatta, granary. You know, lots of different toasts. The the main uh, fillings were people liked turkey, or a lot of people liked turkey. Now, in the UK, I don't think, if you sampled 20 people what sandwich they would make, I don't think any of them would pick turkey. So maybe turkey is an American thing. It is, yeah. And a lot of people liked big, big percentages. I don't have them to hand. I'm going to say 60%, though. Uh, <laughs> liked uh, cheese. And the most common cheese was Swiss cheese. Now, again, I don't know what that is. Uh, at a guess, I'm going to say, is it a cheese with holes in that in the UK we might call Edam? Is that the same Edam. thing or not? No. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. So, so what, what is yeah. Swiss cheese? Is it just cheese with holes in? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like real, that. mild, bland, flavourless cheese. More or less, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it. And another, the, the third most common filling was mustard. Interesting. Interesting. And my three personal favourites that I want to give shout-outs to is the good folks over at uh, What's On Joe Mind. They said a Kaiser roll. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. Corn beef and horseradish mustard. Now... Corned beef. I'm trying to be uh, plant-based, so I'm off the meat. Uh, I've got a bit of... I was pescatarian. I've got to use up that fish that's in the freezer because I don't want to waste food. So once I've done that, I'm trying my hardest to go plant-based. Not going to kill myself. So if I'm out and, you know, the only thing to eat is a cheese pizza, I'll eat it. But I'm going to try and not do that. However, the one thing... The point of this is, the one thing that might turn me is... I love corned beef, man. I love corned beef in a sandwich. So maybe once a year I might have a corned beef sandwich. But anyway, Kaiser Roll, corned beef and horseradish mustard sounds great. Two other ones I want to shout out to is Dave Reese, who said... Keep it simple, man. White bread, bacon, brown sauce. That is a uh, a UK staple. Some people might substitute that brown sauce for ketchup. (laughs) I love that post that someone made where it was like... I have no idea what this has got to do with G.I. Joe, but I'm going to go ahead anyway. I'm like, dude, I'll relax. answer anyway. Yeah, Obviously, out, you've man. never, ever wa- listened to this show. The The question never, invariably never has anything to do with G.I. Joe. So had I, had, don't would, there worry. Have been a, would there have been a different response if I'd have said, you find yourself locked in a in uh, the, the Cobra, the Cobra <laughs> yeah, freighter, the freighter, the Cobra freighter, and you look through the pantry, <laughs> through the cupboards, and all you find, uh, what ingredients do you find? Is that then G.I. Joe related? Yeah, that would have okay. been better. Do that next time, because right. I don't have to deal with any like aggressive, okay. you know, like, I don't know what that f- this has got to do with G.I. Joe. Well, okay. nothing, mate. And really. uh, the last one I want to mention is, uh, it was a Facebook comment from Matt Paul, and he said, Chibata butter and what's Chewbatter. it and, and what's <laughs> so it a mixture of chewbacca and chibata right yeah. there that was amazing yeah. so and that is 
uh, yeah, so ciabatta, butter, and wotsits. And wotsits are, I guess the US equivalent would be Cheetos. Yes and so that and is no. effectively a crisp sandwich because I used to have loads of crisp sandwiches when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, they were amazing. Yeah, so uh, that was a good, a good shout out there. But um, interesting responses. I, I I tended to put crisp as an extra layer of ingredient oh, on right. my already yeah, yeah. made sandwich. Yeah. And, my, and that, yeah, just adds another texture. What I'd sometimes do is get the packet. Before I opened it, I would smash it all up or maybe you have to open it otherwise it would pop but you open a little hole smash it all up literally crush the whole packet in my hand and then sprinkle it on like it's kind of sawdust or whatever interesting uh, over the over the thing to yeah but anyway i might have one of them tomorrow there'll be another question that we will be posing to you the listeners and we'd be grateful if you could respond we've had great responses so far so keep up the good work we really appreciate that read the issues that you need to read for next week's show yeah do your homework guys jeez yeah do your homework if um you want to get in contact with us you can do that i've already uh, given out the details uh, while you were doing something letting the dog out for a turd but i'll give them out again it's okay. talking underscore joe on twitter talking joe just in case you edit that bit out talking joe comics on instagram talking joe at gmail.com or talking joe a gi joe podcast on the facebook it is a private uh, account so we don't get any public numpties joining in so uh, all you have to do is send a request and we'll add you to that group uh, if you want to rate and review us, you can do that. Uh, go to iTunes, that little purple yo, yo. icon I think it is. Give us five stars. Say, Chief and Chris sent you. Um, they told me to make a sandwich. So anything you want. Say whatever you want. It's that funky iTunes algorithm. No one knows how it works, but you get rankings. You get the charts. Um, do that on Spotify, wherever you listen. You can find us on all the usual yo, places. Yo. Uh, where can the people find you, sir? Diagnostic80 on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, the Full Force podcast in multiple places on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Patreon, Facebook. Yeah. Twitter, all of the places. Yeah, all of them, in fact. All of the places. Do it, do it. (laughs) With that said and done, we'll see you down the road. Chill.